to Season 3, Episode 2 of Viking Story. My name is Alan Laycock-Fuchs, and you are listening to a podcast that is an accompanying podcast to a novel that I've written, which is also set in the Viking Age. In the last episode, I gave the teaser that I was going to start talking in more detail about some of the gods in particular, and that this was going to be based on the days of the week. Uh, so, you know, what did I mean by that? Well, let me explain. So, actually, in most Germanic languages... Most of the days of the week are actually based on Norse gods. Some of the ones that are not, I'll just start with Saturday. So Saturday is actually based on Saturn, and originally it was Saturn Day. And even though there's only one extra letter in Saturn Day compared to Saturday, it is a little bit of a mouthful. So, yeah, what are you, what are you doing this Saturn Day? Got any plans for Saturn Day? Uh, so just over time, Saturn Day, Saturn Day became Saturday. Perhaps... Less surprisingly, Sunday was named after the sun. So, yeah, that's easy enough to say. What are you doing this Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Didn't change over time, so Sunday is still Sunday. Monday was named after the moon, so originally this was Moon Day. Moon Day, Moon Day. Eventually it became Monday. Moon Day, Moon Day, Monday. So if you've ever got a case of the Mondays, just think about how people on the moon must feel. I'm sorry, that was a bad dad joke. Doesn't even really make sense. But now we come to the days of the week that are attributed to the Norse gods. So the first of these days is Tuesday, and Tuesday is originally named after the god Tia, and in sort of Scandinavian, um, it would be Tirsdai, 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 Tuesday. You can see how eventually over time it, it morphs. So yeah, the god Tyr is the, the god that I'm going to start with in this first episode. What do we know about Tyr? Well, some of the earliest sources that we have, some of the earliest source material, especially written sources, come from the Romans, and they date to a few centuries before the birth of Christ. So we're going fairly back into, into history here. But the Romans were an interesting people. Uh, you've probably heard of them. Um, and they did something... I think quite interesting, quite novel. So they didn't just focus on themselves, but of course they were outwardly aware. And beyond the Roman borders, they took an interest in their neighbors and the people you know, beyond the Roman boundaries. Uh, so they tried to understand these people. They tried to document these people, these Germanic people that were living, you know, as I said, centuries before Christ, sort of in and around what we would call modern day Germany today and sort of continental Europe. And what the Roman sources say, so of course they they tried to document everything that they could, but to make it understandable for them, of course they had to relate it to their own culture and their own ideas and beliefs. So when it came to the god Tyr, the historians recording this information kind of likened him to their own god Mars. And Mars was a god of war. And it's written in the Roman sources that Tyr, so also sort of a god of war, there were human and animal sacrifices made to him, and he was sort of worshipped, uh, in particular in relation to battles, at least according to the uh, Roman sources that, that observed what they could at the time. The Norse sources, what comes down to us through through their writings, they don't necessarily disagree with Tyr being a, a god of war, but they take a slightly different angle on it. So he's more known as the god of victory, so obviously victory in battle as well. So there is sort of a, a link there. And also from the archaeological record, the, the rune that represents the 
phonetic letter T. Uh, it's called the Tier Rune, and it looks like an arrow pointing upwards. So this is, yeah, this is the rune that represents Tier and the the sound T as well. Uh, but a lot of Vikings would carve this rune into their weapons, and we found examples where sword has had the rune, uh, the Tier Rune carved into it, and this would be done as sort of an invocation of the god and. The more times that you would write the rune, the stronger the invocation would be. So there have been swords uncovered with, you know, 15, 20 of these runes side by side. It wasn't just the person stuttering. It was uh, trying to invoke this god in lieu of an impending battle. So you want to invoke the god of victory and ensure that your side wins uh, the battle in the end. There are some other sources that tentatively suggest that Tia was also sort of a god of things, um, and by things I mean sort of the assembly sites. And so if you if you want to learn more about what these things are, uh, I encourage you to go back to season one, episode six. But basically, yeah, he would be the god of the assembly, perhaps like a god of justice. And uh, what's interesting is that in some of the Germanic languages where the day of the week is not accredited to Tier directly, we get an example like in German. Uh, so the word for thing in German is Dinge, and the word for Tuesday in German is Dienstag. So even though it's not etymologically based on Tier, the god's name, you can see this association um, that it is still based off of yeah these things, these assembly sites. So yeah, there's still a link there, which I think is interesting. Uh, so yeah. Maybe at one point he was more than just the god of victory. He was the god of justice, the god, perhaps the god of war as well. Etymology-wise, Tia just means god. So there are these suggestions that actually he was the god at one point, a much older god, a much more important god in the pantheon, much like Odin. And it seems like at one point... Millennia ago, the importance between Tia and Odin kind of flipped, and Odin became the Allfather. He became sort of the the god of more things, and Tia was kind of relegated to just being the god of victory. But yeah, there are there are suggestions that actually Tia is perhaps one of the, if not original gods, certainly one of the older gods of the Germanic people. But yeah, what we get from Norse mythology today, what we we know about Tyr today, the sagas and poetry sort of describe him as being brave and very wise. And again, this links back, this harkens back to uh, being the god of the assembly, the god of justice. You'd have to be wise to do that. Also relates back to the god of war and the god of victory, because you'd have to be brave. So again, there are these links that seem to suggest that Tyr was more than what we know him as today. But what we do know today from Norse mythology is that Tyr is probably most famous for having his right hand bit off at the wrist as compensation for binding the dangerous and powerful wolf Fenir. And Fenir is one of Loki's children. But I think that would be a story for another day. This is where I think I will leave it today for Tyr, but I will go into more detail about some of the other gods, and uh, we'll look at them in more detail coming up next, starting with, of course, the next day of the week, Wednesday. But until then, if you're a fan, if you're an agent, or if you're a publisher, I'd love to hear from you. You can always get in touch at vikingstoryfaq at outlook.com. That's the best way to reach me. Again, that's vikingstoryfaq. And yeah, I just want to thank all of you for listening, for keeping this podcast going, for keeping me inspired. And until we meet again, cue Thor's Thunder.